Good evening, everybody. Really nice to see you all. And um, some faces that I don't know are becoming regular faces, so it's nice to see you. Hi. Um, I Last Wednesday, I talked about uh, enlightenment and uh, my, my understanding, anyway, and the misconceptions that can arise around that. And then purely coincidentally, because he wasn't there himself, but Simon spoke about the same thing very eloquently on Saturday. And this evening, I, you may not recognize it, but I, I want to talk in the same vein in a way about the same things, although they're phrased and flavored in a different way. And I don't know if it's been your experience, but you know the way we see and perceive the world in Zen and the, the, is not universal. I mean, it's not unique just to this practice. Uh, uh, in other traditions, in other disciplines, people arrive at the same view, you know. All roads lead to Rome, finally. Um, and this evening I wanted, uh, years ago, I, 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 I came across this verse that, and uh, reminded me uh, how much I liked it at the time. And it's by a Bengali poet. Uh, he was a philosopher, a musician, an artist, a social activist, uh, you may have known more about him than I. I don't quite know how to pronounce his first name, but he was called Rabindranath uh, Tagore. Rab Rabindranath Tagore, uh, most famous for his poetry. Anyway, he, he, this, is, this is four lines that he wrote. And I, I see what you think, how, how, how it relates to what, what Saturday, last Wednesday's talk, Saturday's talk, and Zen. So this is the line, he says. The infinite sky is motionless overhead and the restless water is boisterous. On the seashore of endless worlds, the children meet with shouts and dances. I read it to you again. The infinite sky is motionless overhead and the restless water is boisterous. On the seashore of endless worlds, the children meet with shouts and dances. Okay, I don't know whether that hits any spots. Um, if anybody wants to briefly say what they think, how this connects to the practice, you're very welcome. You may well be right. You may undercut me, but before we carry on, have you got any sense of it? Do, do, do throw your half penny worth in. Or a pound's worth. Hiroshi, it reminds me of a haiku. Yeah. It sounds like to me. Okay, a haiku, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's four lines. I think it's probably got too many syllables, but probably yeah. <laughs> it sounds that way. Yeah. That way, yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Hiroshi. Yeah. It's John. Um, yeah. Um, it is. It is true, of course, that uh, we are always on the, against the edge of endless worlds. I, I think it's a, a sort of science fiction or fantasy uh, uh, landscape, you know, beyond the sea of stars. And, mm -hmm. But but of course, the children are, are playing. There's children um, purely in the moment, just yeah. enjoying their their play. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're being alive and being by the sea, and yeah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, wouldn't that be wonderful? So that would be wonderful, yeah. Even you and I, John, could do that now by the sea. <laughs> with, with, with so much yeah, restriction. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thank you. Okay. Well, look, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll go back line by line, but basically it's, it, it reflects the, what we've been talking about, which is the, the Buddhist principle of the union of form and emptiness. It sounds a bit formal and esoteric, the union of form and emptiness, the union of samsara and nirvana, enlightenment and delusion, the relative and the absolute, all these things are symbolized in this, these four lines. So, just to clarify it, and you can you can you can please disagree with me or throw your a word in if you feel like I'm misinterpreting it. But it's it's a poetic description of these things. So line one: the infinite sky is motionless overhead. Um, in Zen literature. Uh, this image is, 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 an, is an often used image that, that describes a, a non-discriminating awareness. Uh, a non-discriminating awareness that's, that's conscious or cognizant of, of emptiness. Uh, we, you know, emptiness, what we... Every time I think of emptiness, I think of a different definition. But it, it's, the lack of, it's the lack of an absolute reality in persons or things. That includes me and you, a lack of an absolute reality. Everything's relative. If you keep going back, 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 back as far as you can, you won't find some ground that's solid. So line one expresses emptiness, if you like, or the absolute or nirvana, whatever phrase you want to use. I, I like the word the great life, you know. So the second line, and the restless water is boisterous. What do you think? The re I, I've, I've given you lots of clues. What's this line about? And the restless water is boisterous. The mind. Whose mind? My mind. Your, Your mind. mind. Yeah, my mind as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, what type of mind is it that it describes? This boisterous, restless water. Discriminating mind, Rishi. Discriminating mind, yeah, and and yeah, the world of the senses, the busy inner life that we all have, these endless thoughts, and discursive mind, ignorant mind, and liberated mind, if you want to look at it from that perspective. Yeah, but I think it sums up possibly, you know, on a bad day. How do you think? The restless water is boisterous. Okay, line three. On the seashore of endless worlds. So what, what does the seashore, what happens at the seashore? What, what meets at the seashore? Roshi? Yeah? That's right here. That's where, if you were going to use terms like absolute, it's where they meet and are inseparable from the dualistic life we live. Okay, so they meet. So you're, you're the seashore. I am. 
yeah, very good. <laughs> we'll have a shower tonight, get rid of that sand. <laughs> yeah. So line three, on the seashore of endless worlds. That's that's kind of a metaphor where if we were awakened, that's where we would live. Where the two worlds meet, form an emptiness, yeah? And then line four, as John pointed out, is lovely. Line four, the children meet with shouts and dances. So what, what, what does that, what does that picture summon up? What does that feel like? What would, how, how would it be for you to fit be on the seashore or feeling liberated and dancing and shouting and, uns and unselfconscious? Hang on, Tim. Just let just let's see if anybody else has got a take. Who lives in this place on the seashore where you're free? Josie. Josie, yeah. Um, it sounds like the children aren't aware of the the waves or the sky. They're just being children. Yeah. Just yeah. having fun. Yeah. Uh, it's spontaneous and it's unselfconscious, yeah. And they're not thinking about form and emptiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Looks like there's an opening for you, Tim. Roshi, it's, it's our relationship right now. It's my relationship with Giles or with, with Josie. It's the interaction, the play between all of us. Yeah, it would be, but I think it would be fair to say that for most of us at some point, I mean, if there's something sticky, there can be stickiness, <laughs> can't there? It's not like right. totally spacious and free, there's some stickiness comes up. Yeah. Maybe not for you, Tim, you're... No, <laughs> they're sticky here. <laughs> Drink too much green tea to be. <laughs> this <that>. is. <laughs> okay. So, just to take it all, so we've got this verse with the four lines. So, if we take it all the way back to the Buddha, it starts to make even more kind of sense. So, uh, if you remember the story, I'm sure you all know the story, you know, the, 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 it's, it's uh, Shakyamuni story, not the Buddha in a universal sense, but the real live human Buddha. Um, <clears throat> his whole thing was to be released from the world of suffering. That was his thing, you know, and that's what he came up with. How do we release suffering? And in his path to arrive at this place, he started off with the techniques and methods they used in his, in his day to lose himself, if you like, in, in, in emptiness, in the, in the, in the, yeah, in the infinite expanse, if you like, of, 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 of an empty mind. And what he found, and I think what we all find, even in a moderate way, whatever opening we've had, is that you may experience that, but you will, you, you will continuously return to, to this life, you know, to the duality, you know, 
confusion and suffering that causes. We don't, it's not like a, I think there's a phrase in with an economy, like a non-returner. I think that's the phrase they use, a non-returner. Well, in this experience, the Buddha wasn't a non-returner. He kept coming back into his ordinary everyday life. Um, so secondly, he followed that path of, uh, you, you see often in India, of trying to forcibly subdue um, passions and emotions. So you extinguish the things that you feel may be causing you suffering. You extinguish them. Um, so, and he failed in that as well. Didn't work. Uh, and this is reflected in the first two lines of, of the poem. The first line about the sky was the Buddha trying to experience emptiness and not a non-return from that place and didn't succeed. And secondly, he, um, he immersed himself in, in the world of, of the senses and trying to suppress them. So, I mean, let's cut the long story short, but he, 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 what he arrived at, and finally relief for him came accepting things as they are, the reality of the world, while at the same time seeing that finally they're empty. So he, he lived on the seashore. He, 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 he was involved in parts of the world, and at the same time he was conscious that it was empty. And, and this is, you know, delusion and enlightenment, enlightenment and delusion that always seemed very confusing to me when I first heard about it. Um, and so his realization, it's, it, it's codified as the, world, as the union of form and emptiness. That's, it, that's the way it's codified. And in some literature, it's referred to as the grace embrace which is wonderful, the great embrace. You know, we embrace the whole business, the whole works, ourselves included. Uh, so in this great embrace, we, we can simultaneously embrace the, uh, the sky, the motionless sky and the restless sea of separation and union, and we embrace both, that's the plan. Uh, and manifest it as our life. So the, 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 the metaphor uh, uh, in, in, the, in the article that I read about this, which I think was really lovely, is that it's like the child playing on the seashore on its own, that's us, but keeping its mother in sight, keeping this, this, this awareness of emptiness in sight. In, in, in the, the conclusion to the article, Nirvana, as the Lotus Sutra explains, is not the final goal, but rather a means to open the mind to the infinity of reality. And this is what this, this infinity of reality is where the children play on the seashore. Yeah. And then wouldn't that be great? Okay. I've finished. So. I'm sorry, I didn't leave many questions or opportunities for different perspectives there, but if you have any, please voice them or if any of it reflects on your own challenges or whatever, please please have a word. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's Gordon. I got you, Gordon. It reminds me of the, uh, 
<laughs> some funny lines. The poem that goes with Sejo's Two Souls, where it says, um, the moon is the same old moon, uh, valleys and mountains are all different. This is one, this is two. Uh, how blessed, how blessed. Yeah. It's always, you know, it's, it's another way of expressing it, but. Yes, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, Roshi, it's Guru here. Thank Hi. you very much. You, uh, you talked about that before. It's such a lovely poem and such well, yeah. a lovely image. Yeah. But these children playing on the edge and, and um, like, processes being completely, they're not, um, well, it's not them embracing. They are part of the embrace kind of thing. That's but I, I have a... I don't know this is not going to come out very clear, but I have a question, I have a question about, about uh, emptiness. Mm. It's, it's so difficult to translate these, these big words like mind and emptiness. And, 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 and you talk about emptiness as being an infinite um, uh, space that where there's no, where there's no, um, there's no end point. There's no, you know, firm ground to stand on, which is quite true. But I, I also, uh, I've heard somewhere that emptiness is, it's like a space of potential. It's, Absolutely. it's like a, a, a vast expanse of potential, but it, it, it's also very creative. And, and to me, the children Bruno, playing on sorry, that stop, edge, stop. Bruno, stop, it's sorry. part of it. Sorry, what did you say about self-created? Sorry, you, you, you. Um, sorry. Uh, uh, see, the uh, my my internet is unstable. C can you hear me now, or shall I just stop? I can hear you. Yeah, but I wanted you to clarify what you said about emptiness. Okay. Uh, about uh, my, I've heard somewhere, and I like that idea that emptiness is just a vast expanse of of. Um, of um, uh, uh, creation, things coming into being, it's it's creative. Yeah. And yeah. and so the the um, and so the children playing on the shore, they they are they are creation in a way, and we are part of that creation. We are that creation. Um, and I, I don't I don't know if you, I suppose I have a kind of question about how do you understand emptiness. I suppose is my question. If it's, if I have one. Pregnancy. Yeah. With possibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you, Guru. Thank you. Sarah has a hand up, Roshi. Okay, Sarah, wherever you are. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Um, that, that last line about the kids reminded me, if I'm remembering this, the, the version of the story right, some of the, the stories about the Buddha talk about the moment he abandoned the ascetic practices. He was influenced by memories of being a kid and sitting freely under a tree and kind of having that sense of kind of space and connection. And it was almost like an abandoning all the complications that he'd added to it to yeah. find simplicity. And that reminded me a bit of the sense of the kid just playing freely and not not trying to change the experience, but just kind of being in and with it. 
yeah, yeah, true. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Neil. Hey, Roshi. Uh, thanks for that, especially the, 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 did you call it the great embrace? Yeah, the great embrace, yeah. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I could really like feel that as you were saying it. Um, the, 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 one of the bits that struck me was the kind of discussion talking about the children playing at the end. Um, and as you were saying it, and, and kind of, to me, it, it sort of felt like referencing or, or kind of thinking of this idea of ch the children being completely free. And being this like symbol of freeness and liberation and 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 maybe of enlightenment possibly, I was just thinking of our Leo, um, and how angry and attached and discerning he can be sometimes, <laughs> um, and and it, it it kind of made me think. There's I've not thought of that before, but the speed with which he moves from being really really like hit up about something mm. to being really free. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look at that in a completely different way now, I think, after, after this. So. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Neil. Yeah, you know, the, the interesting word in that for me is dance, because I'm, I, I don't know, I'm sure we're all familiar with that feeling that we'll walk, you know, sometimes when things are difficult, it's like walking through mud. You know, we definitely can't dance. <laughs> but then then when, when we're feeling okay and things are okay, we really feel like, yeah. We're free. We can dance. So it's that dancing that's, yeah, yeah. Or as Guru would, dancing out of emptiness, Guru. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should we dance into the rest of the evening? Do the four vows.